welcome to The Art of Being a Mum, the podcast where we hear from mothers who are artists and creators, sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mother and continue to make art. Regular topics include mum guilt, identity, the day-to-day juggle, mental health and how children manifest in their art. My name's Alison Newman. I'm a singer, songwriter and a mother of two boys from regional South Australia. I have a passion for mental wellness and a background in early childhood education. You can find links to my guests and topics they discuss in the show notes, along with the music played and a link to follow the podcast on Instagram. All music used on the podcast is done so with permission. The Art of Being a Mum acknowledges the Bowendick people as the traditional custodians of the land and water which this podcast is recorded on and pays respects to the relationship the traditional owners have with the land and water, as well as acknowledging Elders past, present and emerging. Thank you for joining me. My guest today on the podcast is Jedda Glynn. Jedda is a designer and small business owner from Barangal, South Australia, and a mother of three. Jedda grew up in a small country town surrounded by a creative family. She's been a dancer for her whole life, running the Congorong Calisthenics Club for many years, and recently she started her own business, The Springs Creative, where she arranges rustic dried flowers with the help of her young children. Today we chat about how being creative kept her sane during a difficult time in her life, the joy of sharing the creative side of the business with her children, the importance of having a supportive family around her, and the perks of living in the country and raising children on a farm. Please be aware this episode contains discussions around domestic violence and an abusive relationship. Music today is used with permission from Alison Newman and Alemjo. Welcome, Jedda. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, thanks for having me. Your project is called The Springs Creative. Can you tell us about that and um, how you got started and what you make? Sure. Um, well, it's very a very new business. Um, earlier in the year, um, my partner took myself and our kids on a little holiday up to Victor Harbour and I just um, snuck away from them for a little while and went through a little market that they had along the foreshore. Um, and I noticed um, a, a lady up there was selling like bunches of dried wheat and um, little bunny tails and things, which we see on the side of the roads down here everywhere. Like it's a very, um, I don't know, a lovely little nature concept, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought, why don't I do this? There's something that I can do here on the farm. Um, I can go out exploring with the kids and we can cut down the branches of trees that we like or little flowers in the garden and we just tried to dry some and it, um, it worked out really easy. Um, so I decided, oh, let's sell them for Mother's Day. So I put together, I think it was 30-odd um, little recycled jars with some bunches in them um, and started a little Instagram platform and it sort of escalated from there and I had girls messaging me for weddings coming up this season um, and then I decided to create a website and yeah the little business has grown and grown from there so we called it the Springs Creative because that's where we are 
in Baringo. It's called a little area called the Springs. Um, and where we live um, runs alongside the Springs Road. So you sort of just clicked that little yeah, idea. Yeah, that's great. And yes, um, have a look on, on the Instagram. Um, anyone that's listening to this because they're just gorgeous they're um, they're very it's it's different isn't it they I guess because they're they're dried they're going to last um, and last and last they're not like the fresh flowers yeah. that are going to they're going to wilt and and die they they just they look amazing and you've got a real um, talent to for this putting them together have you always been um, sort of a creative person making things um, I guess so uh, even as a little girl I I didn't have that many dolls. I was right into um, pencils and paper and drawing and um, in my room and making things. My my mum and my both my nanas are right into quilting um, and making. Um, so I've always had that in our home, I guess. My dad's even quite creative, um, being he's a farmer as well, making things out of junk like um, building things and building machinery very cluey like that um and then when I was younger my mum um got me into calisthenics um so I, I've been in dance my whole life I'm also a part of um, the Congo and calisthenics club and running that um club by myself as a coach um yeah so I've been into making costumes and sequining and creating yeah. routines and yeah it's my my life I guess I love I love being a being hands and mind and yeah and I guess during high school I was in love with all the the art subjects and um yeah design and things <laughs> before before I go to maths and science like I'd <laughs> Miss those lessons. I, yeah, it wasn't a great fan of school, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I can totally relate to that. So you mentioned that your children help you gather and, and collect things for, yeah. your, for your work. Um, tell us about your children. Um, I have three kids. I've got um, a son and two daughters. Um, yeah, what are they? Nearly nearly six, nearly four, and just turned one. Oh, so it is a little bit busy, but um, a lot of my making and um business planning I guess is done when they go to bed so you spend all night doing your, your business because your daytimes for your kids your daytimes for school drop-offs and washing and housework yeah it is it is a big a, a big commitment to decide to open a business because you do have to commit your free time to to that yeah oh that's it isn't it and especially having a little one too I guess your night's um, you're not guaranteed a full night's sleep either. So. No, no, no. I, I am honestly very lucky 
um, all all the kids, the great sleepers, they go to bed at seven and they they wake up at about seven the next day. <clears throat> so yeah, I I am pretty strict on their routine, so I can by eight o'clock jump on in my office and get some stuff done. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You mentioned about the farm. So do you do you actually have a farm as well that you run? Yeah, my partners are part of a family trust. Um, so yeah, we're surrounded by family. Um, there's yeah, um, every day there's something happening. There's shearing to be done. There's harvest. There's silage. There's um, yeah, sheep work or whatever needs to happen. They've also got a piggery that they run as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I'm, I am surrounded by a lot of a business-minded people. So it's been really great to bounce ideas and they've actually shown a, quite a great interest in what I'm doing, which is exciting and um, yeah. encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to have that support, isn't it? And especially it is, with yeah. having, having three children, you'd sort of, you'd need to have a pretty good support network around you. <laughs> yeah. And my, my parents live down... Um, in Congrongs, they're not far away as well. So yeah, my mum has my kids a lot for me to do my calisthenics. So yeah. um, to go away to competitions and things like that, she um, yeah, she takes all that on. Talking yeah. about the the concept of mum guilt you know this idea that yeah just supposed to be doing mum stuff all the time and we're not supposed to do anything for ourselves and yeah um my eldest three kids um are from a previous marriage um so I went through a lot of dv relationship and I left that relationship when my my daughter was only not even one years old so I've had that mum guilt for a long time um I don't remember much of my daughter's life um because I was going through a lot of things behind the scenes um but I feel that um the calisthenics especially was my escape from what was going on in my home I could go to calisthenics and be creative and find my happiness um, but then come home and it wasn't okay. So um, then I moved in with my parents and I could I could let go. I could be who I wanted to be um, and find my happiness again. And um, I, I still I still have a lot of mum guilt because I chose to be creative over being there for my kids. Um, but now things are a lot different in a, a lot happier relationship, happier home. Um, I can juggle both I can be creative and I can be I can be mum and can be present like it's been very different having my youngest and going through um, bringing her up and I know little the joys of breastfeeding and things with support around me it's been a lot a lot different yeah yeah Yeah. and I, I guess creating this springs creative is also something I can do with the kids, like exploring the farm, um, going going out into nature and 
um, oh, look at this. Wonder what that's going to look like in a couple of weeks after we've hung it up and dried it. Or what colour could we try and make this grass? Because we've been experimenting with um, dyes and food colouring things to try and um, suck up into the, the stems and create new colours and things like that. So that's been fun to do with kids. Oh, yeah. It's almost like yeah. a little... Yeah. A little like like a science project almost you know I remember doing yeah that. That yeah definitely and, yeah. It, and it was it was great to do um through COVID as well not that we here in South Australia have had much COVID dramas but it kept us saying that we could do our little bit of school work in the morning and then get out in the garden and look mm. for a walk around the paddock and see what we can yeah find yeah for sure and it's like yeah. I think I guess um I mean, the kids probably aren't on social media being the ages no. that they are, but um, can they sort of, do they see, they see the finished product and they, they sort of have an understanding that what they've, what yeah. has made this beautiful yeah. product, I guess. Yeah, like my, my daughter especially, I'll make a, a bunch of flowers and they've got to be delivered up to the hospital. Oh, let's take this to a new baby. And she gets all excited yeah. that we're going to, yeah, make someone's day brighter with something that we, we've made, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And that whole that whole giving concept that the kids are learning that you can spoil someone without it being a toy or something materialistic. It can be a bunch of flowers is enough for somebody as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really lovely. if we delve into this your previous relationship a bit more is that appropriate yeah, to talk about or like tell yeah. me obviously if there's anything you don't want to talk about I'm just interested this the connection that you you raised about the way that being creative was like your outlet it was your escape yeah that yep. yeah can you talk a bit more about that is that or? yeah well at the at the time I was teaching classes at the Congrong Hall um and like it was a commitment the kids were booked in for classes two or three times a week I had to go like I could have been having the worst day but at four o'clock I had to be there to open the hall up for these kids to come in for their classes like when I opened that whole door and walked in it was I'm free like I can do what I want to do for the next year and a half but when I shut that door and walk out I have to go back to reality mm. so I guess it was um it kept my 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 I don't know my gears going it kept kept me alive you could be honest like mm. um yeah and then when I guess when things got to that point where I decided that enough was enough um it still was my 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 little um no it was my therapy I guess I could I was going through counseling going through um mediation and things um and yeah I couldn't be really stressed out and um it was my yeah 
a little a little escape from what was really going on in mm. my life yeah forever grateful for those those kids they have no idea of what they helped me through but yeah they got me through some of the darkest of my days yeah yeah and that that sense of community I suppose having having people around you that valued you yeah. and, and looked up to you yeah and, yeah yeah without definitely I love being being a part of small communities for that reason your next door neighbor knows what's going on in your world um and they're there for you yeah my Mm. yeah my parents were my brother my sister-in-law um and then after 12 months of living with my parents I moved into a a home with my kids just me and the two kids um and we're only a few doors down from my parents and my brother like it was a little safety net and yeah we got we got through it yeah Oh, and then I, I met my current partner and um, moved out of Congrong for the first time in my life. But I only moved <laughs> 10 minutes up the road into Varangal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are well done. Good for you. Yeah, that's a great, it's a great outcome. You know, you hear a lot of, yeah. a lot of things not going, like going the other way when it comes to yeah, sure. domestic violence. So yeah, and I always consider myself one of those lucky ones that, yeah, I, 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 felt, I felt like I had people behind me to push me through through that mountain because a lot of girls get to that point and they turn around and can go back. Like it's, um, I totally understand why girls go back and it's not only girls, it's guys too. Mm. Um, but when I... Um, took those steps it was crazy how many doors were open for me with counseling um support here in Mount Gambia there's a lot a lot of things I didn't even realize exist for people um yeah and I met some amazing humans who um encouraged me to keep going to keep climbing yeah Yeah. and I got there in the end (laughs) yeah well done oh thank Um, you it's yeah. all in the past, I guess. Yeah, life goes on. Yeah. You're born and bred in Kongarong. You, you've lived, yeah. lived down there your whole life. And now you're in the Springs, yeah. which is a beautiful area. It's only... It is it be from the mount it's like 15 minutes would it be yeah if that yeah so we're right on the highway so mm-hmm. pretty much where the grant council turns to water range council yeah and there's the old springs yeah. hole that's still there yeah 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 yep. i often drive past that and think i wonder how many lovely you know dances and parties and stuff <laughs> they had there in yeah. the day <laughs> uh, the history around there's um phenomenal like the the beautiful old homes that like the old um the Byringville homestead there on the hill mm-hmm. yeah um, love um, beautiful properties like the hills and um green grass and the scrublands and stuff like that and then like then all you can see is the bluff as well yeah, yeah. some um foggy mornings it's really quite eerie when you look out over yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is a beautiful part. A beautiful, and that's the thing, I guess. Most people would just drive straight through there. They're on their way to somewhere else, and they just, you know, yes. yeah. I always did like living here in Congrong. 
you drive yeah. to Glencoe every now and then to go to football or netball. You never paid any notice to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's uh, we, we used to spend a lot of Sunday drives driving around with mum and dad. That was our thing on a Sunday. Go yeah. for a cook's tour. Um, yeah, and all the backtracks between here and anywhere, my dad knew them. So <laughs> we spent a lot of time driving around, um, yeah. which I, I probably took for granted as a, as a teenage girl or even a bit younger, like, oh, this is so boring. I just want to go home. But now I love it. <laughs> I love driving around or we decide to go a different way home every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And like, yeah, your kids, your kids will grow up with that different um, sort of view on the world too, I suppose, that there's, mm. you know, yeah. all these hidden hidden places that people don't know about and all this cool stuff. And it's, it's a great lifestyle raising kids in a in the country and on a farm that they they see and learn things so differently mm. my son knows about the birds and the bees now like he's just worked all out for himself like when I was pregnant with my youngest he knew how it all happened so <laughs> <laughs> now that the rams and the sheep have it like yeah. well, that, that's one less conversation you've got to have that's handy <laughs> don't even have to even think about it <laughs> and I guess too then the concept of death too life and death it's not as yeah, a daunting sure. thing because they see it yep. you know often I guess yeah, on the farm. yeah like um like we eat eat our own meat off the farm like lamb and pork um yep. yeah yep. the kids know where it comes from they they know they know what goes into what they have too they know the hard work that goes into raising the lambs to be that to that point and when mm. they go on the truck to the abattoirs or um if the when the pigs go to the piggery uh, from the piggery to the abattoir they know what's happening where they're going yeah no, yeah there's that's, no, a, yeah, that's no a great time. thing to teach children I think too because there's no denial then um you're not hiding yeah. things and they know where the milk comes in their cereal they know yeah 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 that's that's a that's a good one I think um not uh, recently even Oh, a couple of weeks ago, I think my pop said to me, oh, oh, I saw this article, these city kids, they don't even know where milk comes from. And you know, it's kind of like a joke, but I think it, it's true, you know, like there's yeah. so many kids that are detached from, from that. They don't understand. They probably think it just goes, it's in a factory and squirts out of some big machine, you know, it's not yeah. the connection. Yeah. Yeah. But then we, we don't know what goes on in city life, like what it's like That's to so catch true. a tram or a bus or gosh, like, yeah. yeah, or yeah, what it's like to drive around, around in a car park at the shopping centre, try and get a park, but we don't have to deal with that. Yeah. That's a great way of looking at it. I've never thought of it that way. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. A perspective. Or even what it's like to walk to school. Like, mm. Yeah. Like we have to drive to school or drive the bus stop or yeah, not that we're, hugely remote but we are in a way yeah 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 that's it isn't it all these little differences and we just I guess we take for granted what we know and don't think about what we don't know the concept of identity is something also I love to chat to mums about on the podcast um yeah how do you feel about that like is it important to you to sort of I put in air quotes to be more than just a mum to to have your own your own identity and your sense of self I guess I guess um 
I know Facebook keeps reminding me of my what my life used to be before kids. <laughs> Saturday nights at shadows or I don't know, even oh, just little adventures that you used to do back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, is a total lifetime ago for me. Um, yeah, and I guess when you do become a mum, you have to let go of that life. Yeah. You, your your life comes second to your kids' life, um, mm. their development and their their health and well being is above above yours. Yeah, but you do have to keep it leveled enough that you are your best self for your kids. You can't be can't be distant. You can't be um, unwell. You've got to be. For there for them, which I guess I've learned from the past that I that I needed to put my kids first to get out of that for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I I love being mum. I probably I love um, I love, I love being a stay at home mum. I'm very lucky that I can have that role. But yeah, you don't get get a break I don't get to go to work and have seven hours without my kids I've got to be with them 24 <laughs> 7 yeah so that so that time when they're in bed and you're doing you're doing your thing that is that is really yeah. precious isn't it that time that you get yeah and that that is my time mm. yeah that's my 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 therapy yeah mm yeah and I guess you, you you've got to look at look at it like that that you can use the time that you aren't with your kids to be um productive but also using it to have your time out like you've got to got to treat it like that like your time out once upon a time was going out for dinner with friends or going out getting your hair done but you got to look at it differently that that's a treat it's not your mm. everyday life yeah yeah that's it yeah and even even having an opportunity to go down to Woolies and get some groceries without your kids that's some some new time yeah yeah for sure jobs it's still doing your mum work it's it's your chance to yeah time out or that moment before school pick up and you're sitting in your car on your phone that's your your time out yeah yeah that's it isn't it Thing, things take on this new perspective and no it's, but yeah you're right like it's in it, finding those little moments and then being aware of how they're fitting in for you I guess yeah. and um, not just yeah. sort of not just sort of going through the day like mindlessly I guess um, yeah. yeah 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 really pinpointing those moments and saying right this is my time and and you know owning it and making the most yeah. of it I suppose yeah yeah, like it could be a morning the kids sleep in that little extra 20 minutes and you get to watch sunrise on TV and have your coffee hot. Like it's, yeah, those things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's your time. The little things yeah. before, before the onslaught. <laughs> yeah, or it's walking the wheelie bin down to the road. It's your little five minutes of freedom. I think that, that sort of um, shift in perspective, that's, it's challenging, but I think that, looking at it that way will help a lot of people too I think just just shifting shifting away because yeah the life life's not going to all of a sudden say 
hey, I'm going to look after your kids for two weeks while you go on a holiday. You know, it's never, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to sort of find those little moments in the, in the mundane, everyday, day-to-day activities. Yeah. Uh, and you also got to find that, um, I guess, in, in your relationship too, that mum and dad can have their time out when they want to. It's okay um, if dad wants to go fishing or whatever mum's allowed to go go for a walk or mm-hmm. go do what she likes to do yeah, yeah. it's it's not just all about mum yeah, mm. both and the kid the kids also need to see that um we both we both can go and do what we want to do we don't have to be um at the same time I guess like yeah mm. yeah like um we both can go do our own things as parents we don't have to rely on each other I guess like yeah you can have something for yourself do something by yourself it doesn't have to always be with someone yeah yeah like um yeah like our relationship is um like dad can go and go fishing or um go catch up with his mates or his brothers it's all it's it's okay like it's not we have to do everything all together all the time yeah and if I go go down to the to catch up with my friends or go to dancing or whatever that's that's okay it's yeah it's no mm. big deal yeah it's yeah. great for the kids to, to be able to see that isn't it to, to yeah. understand like the strength in relationships you know you don't have yep. to be, have to be with each other all the time um yeah 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 because yeah. I, I guess the the lifestyle around here um things don't stop on the farm you can't have Saturday and Sunday off things still need to be done mm. if the weather's right they have to be done then and there like this weekend we weren't planning on doing anything as such but we ended up shearing for two days but yeah the kids and I had plans to go to Maricot yesterday so we still went and yeah we still got to do what we planned to do yeah but yeah things on the farm still have to be done yeah yeah that's it isn't it yeah, and I guess that that teaches and sort of um, models, I guess, like that adaptability and that resilience. I suppose that if whatever is thrown at you, you've, you've just got to deal with it at that time. And um, yeah, yeah, and it teaches the kids too that plans change um, as well. That it's okay. It's not yeah. something you think. Yeah, it can be disappointing, but you pick yourself up and walk on, and it goes on. Yeah. Because change is a big a big thing for anyone, for adults, but for, for children especially when yeah. plans are changed. So I think that's um, that's a really valuable thing for for kids to grow up with that idea that it is, it is okay for things to change and you and it's not a, a thing to be scared of. Because I think a lot of people yes. are scared. Of change. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought of this stuff before. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> It's like your children are getting this their own special brand of um, of life education, I suppose, <laughs> with all these these little thick tools. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I, I guess I was I was brought up the same. Like I was brought up um, that you talk about what you want to talk about, get it sorted out. There's no worrying. There's no need to go round and round in circles. So that you can you can find a, a solution to a problem mm. yeah, yeah work it out and move on or yeah 
yeah and um, yeah talk it out rather than you know dwell on it hide it and and yeah. internalize it and go yeah. around and around and around yeah forever we so, so, sometimes I, I still overthink everything it's what we do as humans um I worry about things or overthink things and then happens and you move on you just yeah. um yeah I'm blown away with um, our area, like um, how supportive other small businesses are of small business startups. Um, yeah, it's fantastic um, that you can reach out to to other other little businesses, and they'll give you a heads up on things or suggest things. Like I had a had a couple of girls um, say, "Go for it. Go to the library market. Get your." and your branding out there and see what happens um yeah. but just instagram alone um has been amazing for me the follows the shares um yeah the inquiries for weddings has been amazing and exciting it's exciting to share that happiness with those people yeah. a lot of them have had their weddings cancelled because of covid and to be a part of that excitement for them and then they're still worrying that things will get cancelled but um yeah. yeah yeah that's I'm really looking forward to I've got my our first wedding coming up on the 20th of November so um yeah I'm super excited to um yeah bring all those ideas out and mm. get them out there show what we what we can do yeah um yeah that's great yeah um, and then sort of see where things go. Like if we can get more into the wholesale of dry flowers. Um, the the boys this year have put a lot of wheat crops in. Um, two of my partner's brothers own a business in Millicent called Squid Group, which is a stock feed um, plant. So they make a lot of canola meal and canola oil and other products as well, which has been... Um, super exciting watching them grow their business um like it's a multi-million dollar business but my little flowers is plodding along but um, it's so good having um family that around um like who are very business-minded and say you should be doing this you should be doing that have you thought about this or <laughs> yeah <laughs> How, how much did you make on it this week? How was your profit? Like, you should be looking at this. You should be doing that. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just a little, little, little chick making some flowers. It's no big. I'm not going to make a million dollars overnight. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it is great having um, um, having people like that to bounce off decisions with. I guess. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Yeah. Even though your your the scale might be a little different, but they might you know have a suggestion of something and you go oh I didn't you know realize that or yeah and that. yeah yeah what one night um every now and then they have a fire and catch up at our place and 
I was saying how um, much dried wheat is on the wholesale market. Yeah. And they're, they're all these people like, what? You can make that much out of dried wheat? Um, <laughs> and so I've been out in their crops with my little scissors cutting <laughs> down wheat. Um, so I'll make a profit off their crops, so which is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and even um, like bracken weed that we've got all in our scrub that are weeds that we spray for weeds. Um, yeah, hugely yeah. popular over um, in America, like looking at their, their summer um, bouquets, they've got those in their bouquets. Like that's something I've got at my back door. Yeah easily active. yeah so it's um yeah cool watching trends from um overseas that come into australia and yeah trying to get my head around things and what all the what everyone likes and yeah yeah that's that's awesome though yeah again that perspective shift like something that that we spray and we get rid of because it takes you know yeah. it takes up room in the grazing and it's just a pest um people yeah. people love and they want in their bouquets it's yeah. amazing uh, like the, the pampas grass and things like that like it's all it's classed as a weed yeah yeah and I've been looking at um had a lot of people inquire for me to post them bouquets or post them arrangements so looking at biosecurity in yeah. all different states and yeah. each state has a different rule it's amazing how Australia can be one country but have all these different laws in different states yeah, yeah. the cohesiveness something I, I'd, I'd really like to get into is posting them but it's yeah. going to be very complicated to do it yeah yeah oh it sounds like you've got some fun coming up in the future <laughs> yeah hopefully building it and growing yeah hopefully I feel like I've finally found my little niche and my little little thing in life to run with. Like I left high school in 2008 with no clue at all what I wanted to do following year 12. So yep. it is nice. It's nice to finally find my my life. But yeah. Oh, good on you. A life, a life that I can still be mum and still be there for school pickups and drop-offs or volunteering at the canteen or whatever I can still do both yeah excited to see where things go that's for sure yeah well absolutely I'll be I'll be watching I'm sure a lot of people will be after this because yeah it's a great story and I'm really yeah I, I, and your products are beautiful you know <laughs> they are just beautiful <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah Thank you for having me. Um, oh, yeah, oh, I love you. listening to your your podcasts and oh, very interesting um, guests you've had on. So yeah, and it's inspiring for someone like like me. I'm just a little yeah little piece of the pie out here. So um yeah, it's nice to yeah listen to other people's journeys and find inspiration from what they've done. Yeah, it's good. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please contact me at the link in the bio or send me an email at alisonnewman.net. Edge Dwellers Cafe is a fortnightly-ish long-form interview-based podcast featuring conversations about politics, environment and mental health in a world on edge 
with Ben Habib. Ben is an international relations researcher, environmental educator, mental health advocate, and longtime friend of mine who enjoys having a yarn over a hot coffee. The podcast tries to make sense of the different kinds of edges that define us, divide us, and shape how we interact with each other in a world that's gone a little bonkers and what it means to be a little different. Check it out at podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts.